Well, the annual UN General Assembly opening is now underway here in New York City. And while the event unusually gives much in a way of high drama, few leaders, after all, bang their shoes on podiums, sniff the smoke left behind by the US President Donald Trump. Well, I have to say that there is one big, big story to watch today, even this week. That's Trump and Iran. I'm Bruce Valley, buddy. Join me as we'll be looking at Trump versus Rouhani here in New York at the United Nations General Assembly opening, which is a wonderful week. Well, later today, just probably an hour from now, I would say, we'll hear speeches from the U.S. president and his Iranian counterparts, Hassan Rouhani. While tomorrow, Mr. Trump will chair a session of the U.N. Security Council that is apparently about stopping the spread of nuclear weapons in general, but which Trump evidently wants to really focus on Iran in particular. Well, in these two days, we'll learn a lot about the fate of the Iran nuclear deal and US policies towards the Islamic Republic. Why don't I just give you some background? Earlier this week, the Trump administration pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal because the president, Donald Trump, said the court hadn't done enough to limit Tehran's nuclear program and regional ambitions. Washington has already put some sanctions back on Iran, but the most severe measures on Iran's vital oil industry will take effect six weeks from now in November. Ahead of that, Iran's currency has collapsed to historic lows, while oil exports have fallen by almost one-third since spring of 2018. The other signatories to the deal, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, China, Russia, and of course Iran, have so far stuck to the terms of the deal because they fear a complete collapse would push Iran to ramp up its nuclear program, promoting a very dangerous regional arms race and, in a way, increasing the risk of a conflict that eventually brings in the United States. Well, over the next few days, Trump and his national security team will press those governments of P4 plus one, if you will, to consider forcing Tehran to accept a new, broader deal with much more stringent terms. Fat chance, given the international observers had repeatedly said the existence that uh, the deal uh, that they all agreed on was just working fine, I don't see that happening. The Iranians, meanwhile, will be working the room, not only to keep the other signatories in the deal, which Tehran has continued to adhere to, but also to seek fresh economic supports to cushion the blow of US sanctions. Well, here's a trouble for the Iranians. While the other signatories will almost certainly remain in the nuclear deal, uh, there is not much any of them can really do as far as Iran's economy. Despite pledges by Brussels to shield the European companies, from uh, new U.S. sanctions, many of them are scrapping investment plans in the Islamic Republic anyways. And with those oil sanctions set to take effect in just six weeks from now in November, Iran's economic position is getting dicier by the day. As it happens, that is actually helping the hardliners within Iran who never wanted a deal in the first place and who see a credible nuclear deterrent as something infinitely more valuable than any benefits uh, that may come from an economic opening to the West. Well, here's the wild card. 
Trump says he's open to meeting Rouhani on the sideline of the United Nations General Assembly opening in what would be the first ever meeting of presidents of the United States and the Islamic Republic. While it is hard to see it happening, uh, for one thing, the Iran Supreme Leader back in August rejected the possibility of a meeting. For another, uh, the blood is very, very, very bad with Tehran suggesting that the U.S. was responsible for the terrorist attack on a memorial parade that took place in a southern city uh, in the province of Khuzestan, city of Ahwaz, over the weekend. So the drama is very high. Let's see what's going to happen between Trump and Hassan Rouhani.